You're listening to Amazing Advertising, the podcast dedicated to advertising mascots, slogans, and jingles. My name is Lyle Perez, and I'm going to help bring back memories from your childhood. It's pretty rare that I talk about a mascot who I have no childhood memories for. That's usually what chooses the mascots for me. I'll search my brain, looking for memories, and then go from there. Or sometimes I'll watch my old VHS tapes that I recorded as a kid, and something sparks in my head. This week, I'm going to talk about the Wonka Company, and their mascot, Willy Wonka. I did not have this episode planned at all, so I'm throwing it here as a tribute to Gene Wilder, who passed away not too long ago. Since I don't have a story about Wonka, other than the movie, I do have a story about Gene Wilder. A few years back, I was at Borders Books. Remember that place? I used to go every week to get some books. And this one time I went, I saw a sign that said Gene Wilder was going to do a book signing. I marked it on the calendar, got time off work, let my wife know that I was going to go meet Gene Wilder, He's been my hero for as long as I can remember. I've seen Young Frankenstein, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory over a hundred times each. If it's on TV, I'll watch them. I saw the poster months in advance, so I had time to plan. After the months went by, it finally came. The signing was set to be at 6pm. I got there at 3. I wasn't playing. I wanted to make sure that I was early enough to meet him. I've been to a lot of book signings. I've done a bunch myself too, but this one was crazy. I arrived hours before the book signing, and the waiting list was huge. When you got there, you had to buy the books, then go to customer service to get a color. The color indicated which group you were in. I was in the green group, which is the third group. I got there three hours ahead of time and was still in the third group. So many people showed up. Now that I had my green wristband, All I had to do was wait. At about an hour until the signing, they asked everyone to line up. They told each group where to go, like, blue group, go to the horror section, or yellow group, go to autobiographies, and so on. I was right in front of the customer service desk. When everyone started lining up, you could really start to see how many people were there. The line went through every book aisle they had, and wrapped like a snake around the entire store. Easily, 2,000 people came out, but I was there early enough, so I knew that I was going to meet him. Gene Wilder passed away at the age of 83. At the time of this signing, he was about 78 or so. He was an old man. You could hear over the PA systems about the different groups and when everything was going to start. It was 6.15, and finally, over the PA they announced that he was coming out. Claps grew when he started to make his way to the signing area. He was walking very slow, and was being helped by someone, maybe his publicist, or I think it was his wife, actually. I couldn't see him from where I was, but I knew he was very close. Everyone was excited. More announcements started to come over the PA that said to keep talk to a minimum, 
and that he was only going to sign two books per person and no memorabilia. That's normal for events like this. It keeps the line moving. Even with those announcements, the line was still moving very slow. About an hour went by, and I finally got to see him. He was sitting on a chair, looking up occasionally for pictures. When I was really close, his handlers were saying stuff like, no pictures when you're right in front of him. Which meant that you didn't want the flash from your camera to blind him. Just before you walk up to him, there was another handler who would take your book, open it to the right page, and put it in front of him. Then, he'll sign it and hand it back to you. Another thing that wasn't allowed was any personalized notes. Meaning that you can't tell him your name so he could put a to so-and-so with a signature. But there's a secret to get it around that. Write your name on a sticky note and put it on the page that they need to sign. If the celebrity feels up to it, they'll write your name on it. Most do, but I didn't feel like doing it with Gene Wilder. There was another handler who was taking cameras and snapping pictures for you. I didn't bring a camera, but I did have my phone with me. Unfortunately, the lady who was doing the pictures didn't feel comfortable taking my phone. So I got no picture with Gene Wilder. I still think about that. But anyway. I'm next and the handler had already taken my books. The person in front of me walked away from Gene Wilder, so I was told to walk up. I couldn't stop smiling. I looked like a total fanboy. I was starstruck. I knew that I had this dumb look on my face when I was in front of him, and he knew it too because he looked at me and he had this smile on his face like, yeah kid, I know I'm Gene Wilder, just come on up, I'm good. I still remember the way he looked at me. So there he was, right in front of me. I needed to take a picture. There was no way I was leaving without proof that I was there. Not listening to the instructions given to me, I took my phone out and snapped a picture of him signing my book. If you want to see it, I'll post it on the Facebook page. Now we're going to get into the part where I almost killed him. So, there I was in front of him. I had already taken the picture and was waiting for him to finish signing my books. He was muttering, thanks for coming, yada yada. Same line he probably tells everyone. When he was signing my second book, his wife, or his publicist, no, I'm pretty sure it was his wife, was trying to get him to drink some water out of a water bottle. He started to turn his head and puckered his lips to start to drink. At the same time, he was finishing signing my book. He kind of like handed it to me while leaning over to take a drink. Mind you, I had not said anything to him. I couldn't. Remember, I was starstruck. When he handed me the book, my smile grew so big that I was showing teeth and I never show teeth when I smile. So he was drinking and I knew he was drinking water and then I muttered the words, thank you so much. And he pretty much stopped mid gulp, started to choke. And remember, he's an old man, so he was choking, hacking things up. And I was like, oh man, I shouldn't have said thank you to him. And in his choking, he kind of like composed himself as best as he could. And he muttered, thank you to me as in saying yeah i wasn't gonna let you leave without me thanking you and i was like oh wow this guy is the best he almost choked just so he can say thank you to me what a guy i'm still very sad about his passing but he will always be remembered i have a fun show for you today so sit back relax and enjoy the memories
and the Chocolate Factory. Gee, what a keen movie. I love that, Willy Wonka. Yeah, but how about that Chocolate Factory? Oh, yeah. heavy. Sure wish I could make my own candy. Yeah. yeah. Captain Kurtz speaking. Hello, I got a surprise for all my loyal crew. A special offer from the folks at Quaker. A miniature candy factory. Mother can help you melt some chocolate bits that you buy at the grocer. And pour the chocolate in the special molds. When it hardens, you're in the candy business. Hurry, hurry. Get your Willy Wonka candy bars here. I made it myself. I'll trade you three plain ones for you, Balloompa. Okay. Yeah, but they're only 10 cents here. Look for the specially marked packages of Quaker cereals and send one dollar and two purchase seals from any of them to the address on the package. You get everything you need, except the chocolate bits, to make candy with your Willy Wonka Candy Factory Kit. The Willy Wonka Company was first introduced in the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, written by Ronald Dahl. It opened its doors in 1971 to coincide with the release of the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Up until then, the company didn't exist. They did this to promote the movie, but ended up being a real candy company. The company is known for making delicious chocolate bars and sugar candies. My favorite are nerds. I love those things. The company was owned by Sunmark Corporation until 1988 when it was sold to Nestle and rebranded as the Willy Wonka Candy Company. Since the beginning, Willy Wonka was the face of the company and continues to do so all these years later. Today we journey into Oompa Land. It's where we make a chewy candy called Oompas, named after the Oompa Loompas themselves. Take it, boys. First you take the giant fruit taste. Then you shove it gently into place. Now you have a scrumptious bite-sized treat. Chewy and soft and fun to eat. Uh-oh. There's a little Oompa in every piece. Oompas from Wonka. Big fruit taste. Now, there's not a lot of information about the character Willy Wonka in advertising. I did manage to find a handful of commercials featuring him. Willy Wonka has been used in advertising since the beginning. You can see him on the candy wrappers, commercials, paper ads, and more. We all know about the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and the horrendous remake Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Why that movie saw the light of day is beyond me. It didn't need to happen. I'm going to play another commercial before I start ranting. Step inside. Remember, no horseplay allowed, except for the driver. This, my friends, is where we manufacture those tiny, tangy, crunchy eatables we like to call nerds. Each nerd owes its distinctive shape to a scientifically engineered Wonka reduction device. And you get two flavors in a box. Quite handy if you have a split personality. Nerds from the wild world of Wonka. What will we think of next? Willy Wonka is portrayed as the owner and candy maker of the company. He's a very eccentric character who loves making candy. There are a lot of different candies the company makes. Each one has a unique name. We have Nerds, Laffy Taffy, Runts, Gobstoppers, Pixie Sticks, and more. There aren't that many commercials on Wonka. Usually the only ones airing featuring a different product for the company. Here's one of those featuring Laffy Taffy. Climb aboard! Next stop, Laffy Taffy! 
Each chewy piece is exactly 50% Laffy and 50% Taffy. Or is it the other way around? Here's where we get the jokes that appear on every wrapper. <laughs> of course, we sniff out the bad ones first. Bad jokes, bad jokes. And only jokes of the highest quality make it to the punchline. Bad jokes, bad jokes. <laughs> Not again! Laffy Taffy from Wonka. Funny Laffy fruit flavor Taffy. One thing I did find out was the actor who did the voice of Wonka in these TV spots. They were done by the awesome Maurice LaMarche. If you don't know the name, then you should. He's the guy that does the voice of Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Mr. LaMarche was born on March 30th, 1958, and is still working today. Like I mentioned, he was the voice of Brain. He was the voice of Chief Quimby on the second season of Inspector Gadget. He was even the voice of Egon on the cartoon The Real Ghostbusters. The line of work from this guy is endless. He was on The Critic, The Simpsons, Bonkers, Tiny Toons, Captain Planet, The Tick, and so many other childhood favorites of mine. More recently, he was on Adventure Time, Gravity Falls, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and The Regular Show, and a couple of other more. The only reason I know these shows is because Callie watches them. I've never seen an episode. He also did minor acting and appeared on The Facts of Life. This guy is amazing, and I hope he continues to please more generation of kids. Under a waterfall waiting for you Under a waterfall dreams do come true Introducing Wonka Exceptionals Delectably decadent milk and dark chocolate Magnificently creamy milk and white chocolate And milk chocolate chock full of toffee and peanutty scrumdiddly umptiousness New Wonka Exceptionals This is how Wonka does chocolate Without the book, and without the movie, there would be no Willy Wonka company today. I would love to talk about Willy Wonka all day long on this podcast, but it's not the right place for it. But it's a great movie. You really need to check it out if you haven't. Willy Wonka is a great advertising tool, and I hope he's still around for many years to come. Come quickly, the Wonka Vader waits for no one. First floor, pixie sticks. Just one of the feastables we make in our factory. Here we're testing fun dip. It's so delectable you can even eat the stick. And my favorite, everlasting gobstoppers. They're made from layers and layers and layers and layers of flavors. Oops, wrong floor. The wild world of Wonka. What do we think of next? That's going to do it for this episode. If you'd like to view some of the commercials I played here today, head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash amazingadvertisingpodcast. Don't forget to give us a like. You can find me on Twitter at admascots. If you have a fond memory about an advertising mascot that you want to share, why don't you record it and send it in to our Memories Corner segment. You can do that by emailing me at advertisingmascots at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week.
Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, Simply look around and view it Anything you want to do it Want to change the world There's nothing to it Hurry up, pilot! This way, Grandpa! No life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. If you 